For 25 years, Christ Faith Tabernacle has spread across the globe, empowering the saints for the season of the Lord's return. This season has arrived. Join Apostle Alfred and Reverend Pierre Williams in this year of God's glory as we celebrate the Christ Faith Tabernacle 25th year jubilee from the 23rd of February to the 1st of March. Our name shall be great. Nation will come out of us. The Lord has blessed us and nobody can revoke it. Be empowered alongside ministers from across the globe to walk in the miraculous, see healings, miracles, signs and wonders in your ministry. Come and celebrate 25 incredible years that have seen Christ Faith Tabernacle spread across the globe, meeting dignitaries and changing nations. You are healed right now in the name of Jesus by the blood of the risen Lord. Let them see Jesus shine through your life like never before. And you are bulletproof as long as you are walking under the covering of the Almighty. You got to know that God has set you apart special. God is very, very smart in every little thing. The Christ Faith Tabernacle Silver Jubilee. Leadership training daily. Power Miracle Nights every evening from 7 p.m. And the official dedication of the incredible CFT Cathedral Woolwich on Sunday, March the 1st at 4 p.m. The venue, CFT Cathedral, 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London, SE 18, 6NL. Visit cftchurches.org or call 020-8316-2332. I think there are a few revelations I can share with you from this word. My word for you this, this night will be very brief because the Lord had done all what he wants to do already. But he could do more, of course. He's done a lot, I would say. I heard his voice say to tell you, why worry when he is your Lord? Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So the first thing is that for the church to be built is only his business. You don't build the church. I don't build the church. He builds his church. That's the first thing to settle in your mind. Okay. The second thing to settle in your mind is the gates of hell. Hell has a gate. What is gate for? For exit and for entrance. So if there is gate in hell, no wonder demons of hell can exit sometime to the world and act and then come back into hell. Did Jesus not say there is a gate there? I know something about gates as well. If you read the book of Deborah, you will discover that they spoke a lot about when the decisions is to be made about the people, the elders go to the gate. Isn't it? It's at the gate they hold the meeting to take decisions over people. So I understand by that, therefore, that Jesus is saying, you see, demons come out from hell by the gates. Before they go out of the gate, they decide. They sit by the gates to confirm one another. They behold you from the gates. They see the work, they see your life, they see your family, they see your, your body, they see your house, they see everything about you. They see your commitment in serving God at the gate. And then they call one another to devise strategy at the gate. And they decide to appoint some in their own understanding who are prolific enough to destabilize you at the gate. But then Jesus said, why did he not say, I will build the church and hell will not prevail against it? Why did he not say, I will build the church and demons will not prevail against it? This is the reason. The demons in hell, there is no issue about them. The issue about the demons that pass through the gate into the earth. The ones in hell have no power, no authority, and they have no influence in mortal man. For them to influence man, to sabotage man, they must pass through the gates and be appointed at the gates, be commissioned at the gates. Therefore, Jesus using the word gates simply means every decision taken by hell, every decision that could be imagined in hell, 
every decision that hell might decide to execute. If it is about the church, it will fail. So now, do you believe that? Say amen. <laughs> Why should you fear those who can kill the flesh? Therefore, they are worms before your God. Who created the hell? He. From where? From Satan. Ezekiel tells us that. And it caused the fire to come out of him and it consumes him. Chapter 28. Who created the gates? It is Jesus. For he said in the book of Matthew 28, 18, All authorities in heaven and earth have been given unto me. Therefore, Jesus says, I will build my church. Okay. Therefore, who is the church? You and I. The church is not this brick and mortar. This place became a church when we bought it. It was not built as a church. It was built as a cinema. A center for Satan. Where people should pay money and Satan will waste their life sitting down watching lies performed by liars. It is, a, it is the simplest intelligent way of defining cinema. Let's have a reasoning. A man like yourself pretended as if he was a married man. But in the physical, he could not keep a home. But in the film, he is the one that keeps the best family. Isn't it? Another man pretended to be the wife. Another has pretended to be children. Some pretend to be friends. Some pretend to be medical doctor. They know nothing about medicine. They will only learn the path they act. And you know that these people are not what they say they are. And then they actively pretending that that is real. And you use your money to pay to watch liars. Now you consider it. The hours you spend watching them, you think you are having a refreshment or refreshing yourself. You would have sat and read the book of Ezekiel 37. And you will have seen better horror that has a meaning. You will have read the book of Revelations. And you will have seen beasts with eyes all over. You will have read the book of Genesis and begin to think about the universe. Has Satan not prevailed in deceiving mankind? With your money, you bought an article. The article is called Wasting of Time. Are we together? If you have read the Bible in that hour, something will have been added to you. If you have read books to learn knowledge, you will have gained some knowledge which will be useful to you in the future. Therefore, listen to me. If Jesus will build the church, is it not the people that he will build? Listen to me, therefore. What God is saying in this convention is very simple. You know that hell cannot prevail against you. Decisions of hell cannot prevail against you. Someone says, but, 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 but. This is it. The promise is for the church. Not anybody outside the church. If you come to the church building, it does not include you in the definition of the church. The church are those who have decided to follow the master. The church are people who do not behave by instinct according to the book of Jude. The church asks himself in every occasion, how would Jesus behave in this occasion? And the way he will behave, the church will behave. 
the way he will react, the church will react. And if the church does something and it discovered, the, the master will have done it differently. The church fall on their face and plead for mercy with tears, not with arguments. The church lost their points as salvation and they have no point to prove to any mortal man. The church hear only one commander and he is Christ himself. The church will be where he is. The church will know what he knows. The church will do what he does. The church will see what he does. Do you know something? You might have been coming to church all these years, but are you a member of the church? If you decide in this season to redefine your heart, something strange will begin to happen in your life. Have you heard of Jesus who was afraid of witches? Have you read the Bible and Jesus came to his disciples and said, I don't know what to do with the witches of Israel. Have you heard Jesus afraid of a killer? For who did he die? Have you heard Jesus hate a murderer? Really a prostitute was caught in action and they brought him to Jesus. And the Lord says they should stone the prostitute to death. But Jesus could see beyond the prostitution a vessel. And so Jesus said, anyone who had not committed sin before should cast the first stone. And those who judged the woman, by the time Jesus raised his head, they were all gone. Listen to me. So if you are the church, how do you see others? If you are the church, how do you see your family who are still in the camp of Lucifer? Some Christians run away from them. If I eat with them, they will kill you. Is that not stupid? Will you not eventually die? So why are you afraid of your destiny? Because you felt a man could make it happen. Don't you understand? Jesus said, I will build only my church. And it's only my church that the gates of hell cannot prevail against so if a man is found to be a member of my church, he doesn't have to worry because I will handle the decision of hell. When hell decides about you, how many of you were there? Is he not your God who sees hell in their decision making and who sabotages their decision before they take out? So therefore, a church that is always having nightmares, what have you done to your eyes? When others are seeing angels, what have you done to your eyes? What have you done to your mind? Because you engage your mind with what Jesus would not have engaged his mind. You occupy your thoughts with what Jesus would never have thought. While you are thinking of offenses of people, you are thinking of how to fight people, how to quarrel with people, how to hate people, and all stuff like that, Jesus is thinking, who shall we send? These people are perishing. Who can I trust? It's only the church that hears his voice. Jesus says, I'll build my church. If any one of you who listen to me across the globe will say to me, Apostle, what is your strength? What is your boldness? I will tell you that I'm not a man of great faith. I will tell you that I'm a foolish man who believes what Jesus says. He told me I will build my church. So because of that, for 25 years, as far as I'm concerned, everything that happened in Christ with Tabernacle was good. Listen to me. That is the reason why even some, we have passed through rebellion, we have passed through stabbing, we have passed through wounding, we have passed through healing, but the one who had knife to stab me yesterday, 
will come back today. He's still my child. Would I wish them evil? Then I must be the most stupid man if I do that. Would I cast them away? Why would I? Will Jesus do that? Oh, you can't trust them anymore. How many times have you failed Jesus and he still trusted you? Like who should I behave? Like you? Or like the one I follow? What about if they now stab you more in this one time that you give opportunity to them again? Do you not understand that my master was pierced in the ribs by those he died for? Have I been pierced in the ribs? Even if my ribs were pierced, what did he say to the father? Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Would I not bless them so that my God can bless them? What about if I am totally disappointed by man? Will I not remember? It's not my church. It is his church. I'm just his servant. Listen to me. Take away your seat from the company of the ungodly. Take away your legs from the company of the mockers. Do not take your stand in the company of the wicked. Turn your delight to the delight of the saints that have gone ahead of you. Whose delight is in their maker and the worshiping day and night. I read something in the book of John this night before I came down to you when I was preparing. And Jesus showed me some things in the book of John. Let me read the book of John. 17 to you. When I finish reading this, I will stop. This is what we will see this week. Your life will change forever. It will change forever. You know, when I look at members of my church, people who are attached with me, either, you know, or their sister churches, all the churches that I oversee, you know what pains me in, in many of you? It pains me where you can't hear God. Your mistake doesn't pain me. You do mistake, I correct you. As long as you do it, I correct you. That is what happens in the house between father and children. Until you become what I want, then I praise you. The only thing that pains me, if I hear God and you can't hear Him, if angels are appearing, manifesting, and you can't see them, it worries me. When I tell you this is going to happen in this country, this is going to happen in this country, on this state it's going to happen, and at this time it's going to happen to the globe, and those things happen before your eyes, I expect you to, to tell me what will happen that I have not known, what will happen and what time it will happen. I expect my life to challenge you to a speed. I expect you to think, if Apostle dies today, can I step in his shoes? I expect you to, to, to sit down somewhere in your corner and say, what kind of a man is this man, Lord? Reveal to me about this man. This is what I did to my fathers. I expect you to be jealous of God in me. So that you two come about and do the things I'm doing. And I go to God and say, God, thank you for my son. Now he's become like me. Make me like you more. So that I will have something chasing me in a holy jealousy to go up higher. While I'm rejoicing that some people are rising up the ladder. I will expect a group of you to just come and say, Apostle, we have been praying for this period of time. God said to us to go and do crusade in uh, 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 Glastonbury. And we'll be going on this time. This is the platform. This is the program. And you will fund it. And you will go for it. And you will come back and tell me that we have just gotten 200 people saved in Glastonbury. Can we send a pastor there? That is what I used to do in the 60s and 70s until the Lord Jesus appeared to me. I expect some group of you to just come and start praying that, Lord, there must be revival in London, there must be revival in, in Woolwich, there must be revival in Woolwich, until God speaks to you. And you come to me and say, Pastor, we have been praying for this period. This is what God has said. 
And as you are speaking, I asked the Lord, what, Father, did you say that? Yes, I spoke to them. Then listen to me. And the Lord will now speak more. This is the reason why you are saved. This is the reason why you are born again. You are not born again for title. You are not born again for honor or glory. You are born again to walk with the master because he builds his church. When a man is built, it's only for the purpose of him to go and build another man. And the voice of God is saying, who will go for us? Who shall we send? Who will go for us? Who shall we send? Who will go for us? Who shall we send? As he's going, he met a company of Christians. They are backbiting. He's speaking. They cannot hear. He keeps on speaking. He met another group of Christians. They were quarreling. He's speaking. They cannot hear. He moved further. Who will go for us? Who shall we send? He saw another group of Christians. They were assassinating one another. He kept on speaking. They can't hear because you can only hear one voice at one time. And the Spirit. He's looking for somebody who is saying, Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Here am I, Lord. Until the Lord comes to his path. And he can hear. And he can tell them, Seeing you shall see. And hearing you will understand. Some of you understand what I'm saying? All what you read about Jeremiah is not a story. Till today, God is still feeding people with Bible in their revelation. And they wake up, not read Bible before, and all the Bible is in their head. God is still doing that. What about you? Lay aside every garment that is stained with sin. Look, I want us to see this. And that's why we'll go home today and sleep over. John 17. When Jesus was going to die, this is his will for the church. It says... For you have granted him authority over people that he might give what? Eternal life. To all those you have given him. Now, this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Now watch this. Shall we read number four together? So if a Christian dies without completing the work, he does not give God the glory. Bring God glory. Will you bring him the glory? It's to complete the work, isn't it? It's not gathering millions of people together in a conference that you bring God glory. It's by finishing the work he sent you. Now, can you finish the work that you have not seen and known? Huh? To finish the work, is it not necessary for you and I to see? Look at what Jesus said in the book of John 5, 19. Very quickly we come back to this. John 5, 19. What is he saying? John five nineteen. Now let me read it to you. It says Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees the Father doing. Because whatever the Father does, the Son does also. 
For the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yea, to your amendment, he will show him even greater things than this. Then he went further to say, for, the, for just as the father raises the dead and gives life, even the son gives life. If you look at what Jesus is saying here, it means that everything Jesus did, he saw. The Father doing it. So, for him to finish the work and bring the Father glory, he has to be able to see the Father. Which means he's always where by the Father. And that was what I was telling you initially about coming to the table of the Lord. So that you can be served by angels and you can see so, Jesus brought glory by finishing the work. Look at verse 5 of John 17. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Look at this. I have revealed you to those you gave me. Out of the world. And then it says, they were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Can we look at the resume of those that Father gave him? What is expected of us? To obey the word. The word of God. So if you are a Christian, you are a Christian because you obey the word of God. The church of God had tried several ways to help people to obey God. We created some liturgy. It's not a sin to do that. But the liturgy did not bring holiness. We gave them rules of what to wear, what not to wear. And we make them more rebellious and hypocrites. Because God is not in rules of man. The Bible is black and white. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. So simple English. He doesn't need theological knowledge to understand it. Are we together? It's the word. You must obey the word. Look at what he went further saying. It says, for I, for I gave them the word, the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you. And they believe that you sent me. Now, we, there are three things there. We know certainly that God sent Jesus, isn't it? And we believe in him, isn't it? But the thought is to obey his word. <laughs> Not the word of man. Look, let me say this to you. If I deceive you, okay, and you heal me, one day will come that I'll fall dead. I will not be able to undo the deception that I deceive you every day. And one day will come. You will be reunion back to your maker. And on that day, you will see my record of deception throughout the time I was with you. But certainly, a man who deceives others cannot enter into his rest. I will together now. So what does it profit me to deceive you and make money off you and make glory off you and make name off you and make fame off you only to be a beggar in hell begging for a drop of water in my tongue forever and ever and ever and ever. We must obey the word. It says I pray for them. Look at the prayer of Jesus. I am not praying for the world but for those you gave, you have given me for they are yours. All I have is yours and all you have is mine. I love that. All and glory has come to me through them. Glory has come to me through them. Glory has come to me through them. Glory has come to me through the church. You cannot do anything that will shame Jesus Christ. You can't do it. 
Anything that will bring shame to the, the Lord Jesus, you cannot do it. This is the church that gates of hell cannot prevail against. Look at what the Father said. I will remain in this world no longer, verse 11, but they are still in this world. And I'm going to you. Now something serious began to happen here. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they, mo- they may be one as we are one. I think I'll talk more about this because I want to close in a few minutes. That oneness, many people misunderstood it. They are looking for a time, a unification of the church. That's not what Jesus is talking about. Let's look further. What is he talking about oneness? While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe. By that name you gave me, none has been lost except the, the, the one doomed to destruction. So that the scriptures what may be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say, I say these things while I still I'm still in the world, so that they may have the full measure of joy within them. Okay? Alright. I have given them the word, and the world have hated them, because they don't behave like the world. Hmm? For they are not of the world any more than I am not of the world. So they are like Jesus. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Jesus said, God should protect you and I from the evil one. Has the prayer not been answered? So why are we afraid of the evil one then? If Jesus himself prayed for us, to the Father, it means that anytime we are confronted with the evil one, he is there to make sure that does not happen. They will not overcome us. Look at what he says further. They are not of the world, even as I am, I am, I am not of it. Repeating himself again, sanctify them by the truth. This is Jesus speaking. Your word is what? Your word is what? What about those who kneel down and pray for sanctification? Where did he get that from? A child of God does not pray for what God has done. How could you be sanctified? Study the word of truth and behave like it. Sanctification does not come by somebody fasting and praying and asking God, begging God, for what God already had done through the word. If you say sanctify them by, by your word, uh, sanctify them by your truth, and say your word is the truth. What that means is that truth is what sanctifies man, which is the word of God. That is somebody who read the word and behave like the word. It's not somebody who went on his knees and is praying for his sanctification that he thinks he can attain by work. It is a wrong doctrine. It came from Satan. Just to waste our time like the film show. In the cinema. Look at the next verse. It says, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Excuse me. I can preach to you for seven hours on that very verse. I have done it before for several hours. Jesus sent me, sent me as God sent him. Say after me, God sent Jesus. Jesus sent me. Holy Ghost empowers me. Say it again. God sent Jesus. Jesus sent me. Holy Ghost empowers me. Say, as God sent Jesus. Jesus sent me. Father and Jesus are the same. And so the Father sent me. As he sent the Son. As Holy Ghost helped Jesus. Holy Ghost helps me too. So what Jesus is not, you cannot be. That's why Apostle Williams does not fear anything. Anything. I mean, anything. You can't intimidate me for anything. You can't. Somebody dropped physical poison in my, in my drink, Fanta, and I drank it. A witch. She opened my, the bottle of my Fanta and from her palm in the spirit, I saw something drop into the bottle. But nobody saw it. She filled my glass. This crystal glass, transparent. Bottle of Fanta is transparent. And Fanta itself is very 
you know, I almost transparent because it's orange. I took the drink, I drank half of the cup, and I put the rest of the half right before the parents of this woman who poisoned me. And we were talking because she was in the witchcraft. They called me to come and cut the demon out of her. Okay? And I went there to help her. And she decided that if that be the case, when I poison you and you are dead, I will see who will cast out what from who. And before our eyes, something like a red ball appeared in the cup. And as they were looking at it, it's like metamorphosis. It began to grow and it filled the whole cup like blood, thick blood. And the mother said, ha, ha, this is poison. This is poison. Pastor, I am the one who gave you the glass. I didn't put poison there. And that girl went out of the door. And she was peeping through the door to see me fall dead. And the father was confused because they were in another religion before. I don't want to mention the name of the religion. I said, this is poison. This is voodoo. And I said to them, don't worry. The Bible says you shall drink deadly poison. I have no thought twice about it. To me, it's not poison. It's a drink. I said, do you want to know who put it there? He said, who? I said, your daughter. He said, ha. I said, call her for me. They called her. She came. When she entered the room, yes, pastor, I was told you are calling me. I said, yes, I'm calling you. You understand? I hear I'm calling you. She was looking. I said, tell your mother what to put in my drink. Tell your mother what to put in my drink. She said, "Ah, I didn't put anything in it. I said, did you hear what I said? Tell your mother and your father what you put in my drink. And I will spare you. If you don't, you will be in trouble with all those who sent you. Hey, I'm sorry. Please treat me, treat me gently. Please, please, please. I will confess. I said, it's not my business. I don't need your confession. Talk to your mother and your father. Tell them how this thing came about. She said, we were 11. That the 11, 11 of them followed you when you were coming. And they were following you. And he mentioned the names of the 11 people. The person who was in the front was a pastor. Yes, and a witch. Is in my crusade. You know when I tell you things about Jesus, I say what pains me for you is that you can't see. Why shouldn't you see? Why shouldn't you hear? Your state of mind must change. The way you think must change. A man cannot serve two masters. A mind cannot serve two voices. You cannot sell your mind to the voice of man and hear the voice of God. You cannot be a man who develops the reasoning of thought that came from demons and be able to reason in the world. The two cannot work very pursuit. You have to give away one for the other to manifest. So Jesus said, as the Father sent him, he sent us. We almost finished it. Then he now said, for their sake I sanctify myself, so that they too may be truly. So your sanctification has been paid for by Christ. So that you are sanctified. Which means, if there is a voodoo in a place, or occult in a place, if they cast a ground, or pour juju, or pour evil and spell, if a Christian just put his hand on it without praying, this is a sanctified body. The meaning of that is anything you touch shall be sanctified. If I put my hand on a spell, it's no more a spell. I don't need to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, break this spell. Leave this spell alone. You must recognize that a sanctified body neutralizes demons.
A sanctified man speaks sanctified words. I was invited by Bank Akimola one day to Côte d'Ivoire. Because the year before, they went to that Côte d'Ivoire to go and preach. And witches sent birds physically to them, not in the dream. Birds attacked them in the, day, in the broad daylight. They, they landed all over their window, pecking their window to break window and come in. Birds, several birds, they landed all over their, their roof. And they began to pray in tongues and speak in tongues. And the birds, you know, tormented them till morning. In the morning, they all packed their load with all the students in mission school. He brought them for practical. From mission school to come for practical. Everybody went back to America. <laughs> Everybody went back to America. You know what happened? So while they were talking about it, someone said, that, ah, there is a man in London, his father was a wizard. And he's now a preacher. So Bang Agmola said, ah, okay, let me meet him. They brought him to me, we met, and he was telling me, how the witches attacked them. How they bombarded the whole place. He said the following day we have to pack and go back. We went there for mission. We couldn't do it. I said that. When next are you going? And he gave me the date for the next year. I said I will go with you. We went. I'm talking about sanctified body. Do you know when we went? And we got there. The room they gave me. To sleep. I went to my bed and I just slept. And I was really on the bed that we are just tired. And, and one of the students came and he, he told Bank Akimola, Pastor Bangna, look at, look at. And I said, What is it? On top of my bed is the image of a woman, half fish and half man. He said, This is my water. This is my water. I said, What? They said, look at your head. I looked at my head and I saw the image. All of them said, this is my water. I said, bank. I didn't come here for a joke. Show me mommy water in the Bible. The word mommy water. He said, it's not there. I said, you, your Bible student, you're finished studying Bible. Show me, where is mommy water here? They said, it's not no. They have turned the photograph upside down. I turned the photograph back. I said, if you believe that this is something, I am going to sleep. Let him meet me on my sleep. If by morning I wake up and he didn't meet me, it's useless. I said, a man drew a picture and you call it a, a God. How can a picture drawn by a flesh and blood be a God? God should show themselves without the help of man. Who is mammy water? I don't believe that there is such a thing as mammy water. I told those boys that you came here to do practical. If you go to the river and you catch fish, and one is half fish, half man, caught the middle, the part of man, throw it in the water. The fish, take it to man, roast it. Take it to man, eat it. I said to him that in my entire life, I have never heard from the mouth of Jesus Christ, mammy water. If there is something else I should learn, maybe that is it, but he hasn't told me. If he didn't tell me to exist, as far as I'm concerned, it's not greater. This thing does not exist. These are fears you created for yourself on earth from a particular tribe. I said, go, you guys go and sleep. Oh, they said, we have to do night vigil. I said, I didn't come here for night vigil. I come here to go and see the voodoo people. If tomorrow, take me to the voodoo. I want to go and see them tomorrow. I don't come here to come and pray, to come and fast. They were fasting. I, said, I don't come here. Bring all the fruits of Cote d'Ivoire and let me eat. What are you talking about? You told me that some witches attacked you. I want them to attack us. So we see them tomorrow. So tomorrow was the next day. We went. We saw the governor. And they told the governor, this is the pastor from England and blah, 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 blah. And so the governor said, I will be in the crusade. They came to the crusade. So everybody gathered in the crusade the first day. I told them that today is the word of mercy. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son. And I preached mercy. And I begged them to accept Jesus Christ. I said, I heard that you in this village, Grand Bassam, they said that there is a, there is a road that we, we take to Grand Bassam. That road is by the river. The sea is on the right. They said there is a spirit that will put one leg in the sea, one leg in the expressway, and people will be having an accident and they will be dying. I said to the governor, I have come today to put an end to whatever nonsense is causing that thing. 
Okay, tonight we meet. And he came. So we preach salvation. And I said, it's merciful of God. I said, but tomorrow, I want all the witches in this city together. I beg you, go up to Ghana and call them. I said to them, if I, if I, if I declare war against witches tonight, it will be one-sided. I want you to be informed so that you come with your most deadly power. The following day, the crusade tripled. Witches really came. They brought their calabash. They brought their power. They put, um, um, uh, what do you call it? Amlets. They put something on their thigh. You know, they tie voodoo on their thigh. They wore clothes. Women with mantle. They, they put voodoo. They fully armed. Some men, their body was big like pregnant, but it's all voodoo. God sent them to empty their house of all the devils. And they armed themselves for battle. So we came. And then when we came, I told them now today before we preach. I told the people, they began to sing some worship. And when the power of God came, I said, okay, now everyone who is a witch here. I said, kill anybody on my stage. And Pastor Bang said, he said, hey. <laughs> and I heard his hey. I looked back. He put his hand on his head. He said, this man. He, said, he told me, I said, if this man wants to die, why should he now expose all these people to die? And he said, he said in his heart, what about if any of these children with me here are living in sin? It looked like a good reasoning, isn't it? But he forgot, he says, there are sins I what? Remember no more. He forgot that when Samuel was presiding over the prophets, okay, and David ran there because he was to be killed, those who followed David to kill David became prophets. And when Saul decided that that Rama, I will go and kill everybody, from the boundary he stripped naked and he was prophesying how David will rule over him. We serve the living God. So they counted 60 for them, nobody died. I said, cast your spell. When 60 was counted, nobody died. I said, okay, now, I want to give you 60 seconds to accept Jesus Christ. I said, anybody who doesn't accept Jesus Christ among you, after 60 seconds, whatever happened to you is your business. And I took permission from the, from the governor. I said, governor, do you permit me? He said, yes. I said, I have taken the permission from the authority. I said, count. On, do, twa, ka, se, si, se, katos. <laughs> Hallelujah. By the time they counted 60 and they stopped, I said they must have reached 60. Nobody. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, the children of God wrote, Amen. The whole place report. I said, I command fire. As I said that in the midst of the crowd, I saw a woman, an old woman who was sitting down on top of her voodoo that she brought. A big calabash full of all the devils. The Holy Spirit carried her in her sitting position with the calabash under her. <laughs> she went to the sky above everybody. As she was going to the sky, she was shouting, Yeah! You see everybody around there. <laughs> She landed to the ground. Bosa! She carried herself. She was falling. She was running. She was falling to the, to the front. Her voodoo could not depart from her. She carried the voodoo. <laughs> Threw it on the stage. People started running after her. Bank was looking. All the students, this is practical ministry. People were stripping their shirts. And they started pulling the belt of spell. Throw it on the, on the stage. They removed their, their... Women strip off the things they wore on top. Those who had it underneath, removed. On, they are under fire. 
They were breaking it. They were trying on the stage. And the French began to sing. Pluyo, pluyo, pluyo. Yes, pluyo, 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 pluyo. Yes, the place scattered by pluyo. <laughs> As they were throwing it to the stage, I was picking it with sanctified hand. And making a shield of the devil. This is what they call power. They said this can kill. Let him kill me now. He can't kill. It's useless. If you are sanctified, anything you touch will be sanctified. Now, can you now marry the phenomenon of a sanctified man that has demon inside him? I can't understand that. Because it is impossible. It was not written over any disciple of Jesus Christ that and Jesus conducted deliverance for his disciples. It is not reasonable in the field of common sense that the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 18 and 19 that the body of believers is the temple, holy temple of God. And you will tell me that the holy God can live in a man and demon also is living in that man. Whose business is the business of the God that owns the temple. So if the God that owns the temple cannot tell that demon leave my temple, the man who is the one, a caretaker, should not worry himself. He should just die and carry that demon to, to heaven. Are you getting what I'm saying? The Bible says in the book of Romans, presenting your body as a living sacrifice. So whenever a believer presents his body to God, will God be looking at demons in the body and saying that, ah, yeah, very good demon, you be there, you are okay. Let me say something to you. Because some people manifested in the church does not defile the word. It is because they are not saved. Bunch of religious people who have not encountered God. They are not born again. If a man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation or creature. All things are passed away. All things have become new. If the Son therefore sets you free, you are free indeed. For therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For in Christ Jesus, the law of spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. What the Lord was powerless to do in that he was speaking from the flesh, Jesus died by the cross. How can you tell me that Jesus Christ was possessed? Can you believe that? Those who said it, he told them they are like their father the devil. If Jesus lives in your body, if anybody says you have demon in that body, what they imply is that Jesus is possessed. Because Jesus and Satan cannot stay inside the same house. And if you have given your life to Jesus and your body to him, if Satan entered that body, it's not your business because you did not give your body to Satan anyway. So he must be his quarter. Eh? I believe that in the spiritual quarters don't have rights. I believe that when Jesus Christ sees that devil inside his own house, Jesus will not need to speak. All those phenomena are false. You are sanctified. If somebody has demons and is born again, how can he go and preach to those who are worshipping demons? Whereas once you are born again, you are supposed to be sent out to the field. East, the day you are saved, secondly, they should send you to the field to go and preach to wicked people. So how can you have their, their messenger in you? It means that the blood that saved you, you are saying that it is not potent enough to cleanse you. Hey, let's finish this. I love this. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Verse 20. So that prayer of Jesus to the disciples is not for the disciples alone. It covers Alfred, Theophilus, Babasunde, Oluwashegun, Jesus, 
Williams. And that is you. Jesus prayed for you. He didn't pray for them alone, but those who will believe their message. How many of you believe the message through the words of the apostles? Lift your hands to me. It is the book you read, which the apostles wrote. Then you are saved. And Jesus said, I pray for you also, who will believe in their word. So, sanctification, therefore, he's given to me. Sending, therefore, he sent me. Has the Father sent him? All the angels available to Jesus are available to me. Jesus prayed for me. If Jesus prayed for me and the witch doctor cursed me, may worms eat his mouth. He's only a stupid man. If his eyes was open, he would not have opened out his rubbish mouth. Those those to curse me. A man that Jesus had blessed, and a man is cursing him, is that man not stupid or foolish or whatever? Now, will I, who Jesus has blessed, now be afraid? A man has put a curse on me. A man has said something to me. How can you believe in the word of a useless man? The Bible says that those who worship idols are nothing. The things they cherish are useless, are worthless. He says those who serve them are blind. A blind man, some people will consult a blind man to tell them the way. You are consulting a big doctor to tell you the way. You are consulting a blind man to show you the way. How can a blind man show you the way? Don't we understand? Jesus said, I pray for them, that all of them may be what? One. Now look at how we'll be one. In verse 20, verse 21, that all of them may be one. Shall we read the next line together? Father, just as you, So you see, he's not talking about United Church of Apostolic Pentecostal. No. All the churches on earth. Anyone in that church that is in Jesus is the one that is one with others in other churches that in Jesus. You see, as we are here, those of us who are one in Christ, we are one together. Because the unity is not let us call a convocation, all Christians, we should do things together. We are not to do things together. We are to do things individually as God sent us. But every one of us who do their things in Christ, and Christ is in them, they are the one that is united with the Father. This is the Bible. You see, the English is so easy to, to understand. That is why God made it the world language to capture all mankind. He says here, May they also be what? In us, so that the world may what? Believe. Until we operate in Christ, the world cannot believe. And all what I've been saying to you from the beginning, this is just the stop point. That's why I started talking about your mind and his mind. And helping you to know the things that hinder your mind from being his mind. Are we together now? So, he ended up by saying in verse 22, and then we pray. Shall we do it together? I have given them what? Say glory. Say glory. Say glory. Jesus gave you glory. Where Satan sees you, he's blinded. Talkless demons. They are blinded. The glory of God is upon you. When angels see you, they bow. The glory of God is upon you. Angels, we are higher than angels. Sons are higher than angels. Because there is no angel that is a son of God. We are heirs. They are servants of God. And they are created by God to serve those who will be heirs of God, you and I. So, if you are asking God for anything, He has given you His glory. Listen, therefore, let's stand up. I want to pray one prayer tonight before I stop. It's so simple. Your prayer tonight is, Lord Jesus, transform the whole of my being. Tell the Lord, give me the insight about you. Begin to pray in the name of Jesus. Transform our being. Jesus says that they in us and us in them that the world may know. Every one of us need to be in him. Oh, Father God, we pray thee.
Help us to be in you. Father, transform our way of thinking. Transform our way of seeing. Transform our way of hearing. Transform our way of knowing. We bless you, Lord. Father, in Jesus' anointed name we are praying. There are some of you here who have given up the work. The Lord is telling me that he will call you back into the work. Into the field. You have tried with your strength. But it is time for the Lord to show his strength. Not anymore by your efforts. But by your availability to him. Making yourself available to him, he will perform that which he had promised. Let's take this song together. Let me be a sacrifice, holy. Let me be a sacrifice. Let me be a Let me be a Our God and King, we thank you so much for the impartation we receive from the beginning of this day. And at this hour, we render ourselves to your hands. May the glory of your presence go with us. That which you have imparted today by your Spirit, as we go to our beds tonight, open our eyes to see. We are not fully like you. Father, you are a mystery that excites us, Lord Jesus. We ask you, a little more dose in us, transforming us into higher dimensions, into becoming like you. This we ask and thank you is done. In Jesus' holy name. Before we stop tonight, I want us to bow our heads. Is there anyone in this meeting who had not accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior? And you want to do that? Lift up your hands where you are. Would you like to be part of a vibrant church in the midst of beautiful, awe-inspiring surroundings? Christ Faith Tabernacle at the CFT Cathedral Woolwich is now open for all. Apostle Alfred Williams, apostolic leader to churches around the globe, warmly invites you to come and be part of this incredible move of God. Every Sunday at 10 a.m., 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London. In our beautiful, recently refurbished cathedral, we are seeing miracles happen, people healed, needs are met, lives are transformed. The Word of God is preached with power through Apostle Alfred Williams. I wanted to know this, that there is a God in heaven who has sent his son Jesus Christ and by him, anyone who believes in him carries the very authority of God which, with which he created the heavens and the earth. Jesus said, freely you receive and freely give. I want to say this to you. Stop going around to people. Kneel down where you are. Talk to the God who created the heavens and the earth in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and you will receive your miracle now. And be sure not to miss our two life-changing events. Overcomers Night Vigil, Hear the Voice of God, Receive Life-Changing Teaching, Be Lifted Through Dynamic Worship.
become an overcomer on the last Friday of every month at 7pm. And also come and celebrate with us at our exciting monthly victory nights. Receive your breakthrough. Be empowered to win. Come and claim your victory on the first, second and third day of every month. Whatever age, nationality or background you are from, there is something very special for you at the Christ Faith Tabernacle Cathedral Woolwich. Every Sunday at 10 a.m., 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London, SE18 6NL.